Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the It Is Well podcast. We're so glad that you are here. Um, tonight I have a very special guest with me again um, and her name is... Rachel. Rachel, who are you, Rachel? Your wife. My wife, how could I forget? Uh, so this is part one of a relationship series. We're going to be looking at singleness, in a relationship and marriage. And this first episode is looking at singleness. And just to give you a little bit of context for this episode, we are currently doing a live on Instagram and Facebook. And what we're gonna be doing is we're gonna record the whole thing on audio, and then we're gonna take out little chunks of it to make the episode. So if it sounds a bit choppy, then that is why. But we hope you enjoy the episode. And um, yeah, uh, if you've got any feedback, any questions or anything that you want to um, add, then please do message us and uh, we would love to answer anything you may have to say. Rachel, why don't you start by explaining and saying what singleness was like for you before marriage? <laughs> so yeah, well, what we'll do is Rachel's going to explain what singleness was like for her and I'm going to explain what it wasn't like for me we're gonna kind of unopen that but yeah so Rachel um if you want to kick us off yes okay so um I had a time of singleness um before I met Mark I was for a good few years and um and I definitely wanted to be in a relationship um but God had other plans for me um and so I guess it kind of mainly began when um, a really good friend of mine was asking about kind of past relationships and was like, so how long have you spent just being single, just being you? And um, I was like, oh, I'm not that long really. And she was like, right, you just need some time for you to be single. Um, so I that just really stuck with me. So I did, I spent a good few years being single, um, not necessarily looking for anyone, but you know keeping one eye on the view just for you know just in case and um so one eye on the view on the view just in case on All the right. horizon on the lookout okay. yeah um so yeah wasn't wasn't kind of desperately looking for anything but definitely wanted to be in a relationship so spent a lot of time single um and really used the time to grow myself grew my faith in god and really rekindled that grew my friendships again um, and developed a real um, depth in my friendships and a gratefulness for all of my really close friends and then um, also kind of pursued my career pursued fitness and health and um, kind of financial stability all, the, all those sorts of things just really kind of worked on myself um, and spent a little bit of time kind of praying for my future husband and I knew that I still wanted that relationship wanted to get married but um, so kind of prayed for him as well that he was kind of working on himself and that he was doing okay and then kind of almost without without any foresight without any knowledge that was going to happen we met and and that was that basically <laughs> basically that was that <laughs> like out of nowhere we yeah we met and and everything changed so for me singleness was a little bit different than Rachel. I was a little bit more impatient. I was a little bit more experimental, shall we say. Um, and I kind of, I didn't enjoy being single. Um, and I kind of, I've found my acceptance in other people, um, which is a big thing. And advice to anyone listening tonight, um, to this, wherever, wherever you're listening, um, that uh, if you look for acceptance in other people, 
then you'll never find it. And you'll never find true happiness until you've learned to be happy on your own. Um, and that was the way it went for me. Like I was, ne I was never ever going to find true happiness in other people because the truth is that people let you down and people fail you. Like me and Rachel, we love each other to bits. We're married, obviously. We've been married for nearly three years, which is absolutely crazy. We've got a baby daughter who's asleep upstairs. Hopefully she's asleep or she's just playing with Ewan or Peter Rabbit or something. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, Rachel and I love each other so much, but the truth is we're human. And because of that, we let each other down every now and then. We we fail each other. Um, but the key to that is forgiveness, grace, and um, not just forgiving, but also forgetting and moving on. So, uh, but before that, I with singleness, I, I found myself looking for happiness in other people. So I'd be in a relationship, um, and then if it didn't work out, I'd just be on to the next one, and then on to the next one, and then on to the next one. Um, and a lot of that kind of, it led to a lot of hurt uh, for other people, but also for me. Um, I ended up hurting myself even more than anyone else in the process. And um, it's just such a lonely thing when you're when you're looking for happiness in other people. And maybe some some of you listening to this right now, uh, you're in that place where you're kind of um, you're looking for love in all the wrong places, uh, which is such a key phrase. It's such a cheesy phrase, but it's so true. Because when you look for love in the wrong places, um, you're never going to find it. Obviously, you'll find everything but love. And um, for us as Christians, the ultimate love is Jesus. Um, the ultimate love is. Um, Quite funnily enough, this is Good Friday today. The ultimate love was on Good Friday of this day that we set aside to remember what Jesus did for us on the cross as he died on that cross for us. That was the biggest sacrifice and the biggest act of love that anyone could possibly um, display. So for me, I, true, I found true love when I found Jesus. And you're kind of thinking, oh, what's that got to do with singleness? It has a lot to do with singleness because it was when I found Jesus that I became truly happy with myself. And then it was when I became truly happy with myself that I was able to explore a lot more about, okay, so finding the right girl, it isn't just about um, finding someone that makes me happy. It's about finding someone that I can see a future with, which obviously Rachel is here. Here she is. She's the one that um, has to put up with me for the rest of her life um, or the rest of my life. Depends which one of us goes first. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, when we found each other um, and Rachel and I first got together, like she said, it happened very quickly. Literally, let me plan the day out for you. Um, so uh, I lead worship at our church. I'm the music director and I was leading worship one Sunday morning and um, I saw Rachel turn up still remember what she was wearing I saw Rachel turn up and thought oh there she is she's the one um she's quite fit um and at this point I had zero confidence right I had no confidence in approaching um anyone um and the only people that I'd approached face to face had been through alcohol when I'd been drunk or at a house party or through online or through chats or through friends or whatever. I'd never actually introduced myself to anyone face to face. Um, and then during um, that time of worship, I just saw Rachel and all of a sudden there was this courage that built up. And before you know it, after worship, when we have our welcome time where you go around and say hello to everyone, I found myself stood right in front of Rachel and we got talking. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm here now. I can't exactly bottle it and walk away. So we got talking. I added her on Facebook straight away like you do. And then um, we got talking for the rest of the day. Um, and then that after that evening's church service, we went for a drink. So we went on our first date the day we met. 
And then that night, at the end of the night, I said to Rachel, I think you're great and I'd love to see where this goes. Um, and Rachel shot me down by saying, <laughs> I'm not really looking for a relationship right now. And I was like, oh, wounded, that hurt a lot. What she said was, I'm looking for someone to settle down with. And my response to that was, well, that's exactly what I wanted to say. I just didn't want to scare you off. Um, so we got together that night. So we met in the morning, went first date that evening, got together that night. And the bottom line was we had nothing to lose, but we had everything mm. to gain. So we took the risk, we took the plunge, got together. Um, and then it was three, four years ago yesterday that we got engaged. Mm -hmm. Four years ago yesterday we got engaged. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not even going to try and do the dates because I'm rubbish at dates, <laughs> I don't want to get them wrong. But yeah, so um, it was four years ago now, which is absolutely mental. Um, and yeah, so my singleness basically, uh, I went from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship. Uh, didn't find any happiness whatsoever. I found Jesus, entered into relationship with him, started to find out who I am and who I was created to be. And then through that, turned into the, the man that Rachel needed. Um, so if I hadn't found Jesus, then Rachel wouldn't have found me attractive. And also I had stretched ears once, uh, which Rachel did not like at all. I would not have found that attractive. Yeah. So, um, they were cool, but... Yeah, not for you. What advice could you give to someone who's struggling with singleness? Um, so struggling with singleness is something that um, is difficult because sometimes things take time um, and nothing, nothing happens overnight. I mean, it can happen overnight. We're kind of evidence of that, um, which is quite a rare thing to happen. And um, I know um, plenty of people who have had to wait and they've waited and they've waited. I think Rachel was single for three years before we met, um, which is a long time. And with struggling with singleness, you've got to work on yourself. I mean, me and Rachel were married, been married for nearly three years and we're still working on ourselves. Um, and there's an incredible series that I can't rate highly enough uh, by a pastor in America called Michael Todd at Transformation Church. And he does a series called Relationship Goals. So good. And we're doing it together. We're going through it together. And he covers singleness. And one of the things that he says is that you need to always be um, working on your singleness. And that doesn't mean that if you're married, then act single. It doesn't mean that at all. What that means is that if you're single, um, sorry, if you're married, the, 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 your brain needs to be thinking in a single way, in a way of you're always working on yourself. So for example, and this is a place where I kind of feel like I've let slip a bit, is that um, when me and Rachel first met, I was in the gym all the time. <laughs> I was running, I was playing hockey, I was um, enjoying life and I was, a lot fitter let's just say that but when me and Rachel met um I let that slip because I was like oh well married now I'm, I don't really need to work <laughs> on that try anymore. yeah um and a dad bod is starting to appear um but I, I need to get better at that because I still need to work on my singleness and I need to work on me and I need to work on who I am um in order to be able to fulfill the relationship and I know that sounds very strange because in a relationship and single are two polar opposites but to someone who's single, I would suggest that you never stop working on yourself, never stop um, trying to improve yourself, never stop um, always trying to make yourself into a better person. Um, Self-study is such an important thing. So look at your life. Where could you improve? Where could you drop out? Like, or what could you drop out? Um, so if, if you're someone who spends a lot of money, I can speak from this like I used to live in my overdraft literally because I knew exactly how much I used to get paid in my previous job because I was on a salary that I didn't care about being in my overdraft because I was like oh it's all right on payday I'm getting x amount of money anyway um, but that single mindset 
wouldn't have worked in marriage um, because I mean Rachel wouldn't be happy if I took us into our overdraft I mean I, I still kind of do that anyway um, <laughs> no nowhere near as badly as I used to so yeah I would say to someone who's struggling with singleness to never stop working on yourself never stop trying to improve yourself because you never know when you're going to bump into someone who um, who is going to be your your person for life um, so yeah I would say that how long was your relationship before getting engaged? So our relationship, um, as Mark said, started the day we met, which was the 10th of May 2015. And then we got engaged on the 9th of April 2016. So it was 11 months um, before we got engaged. And if I'm honest, we were, we were talking about getting engaged long before then. Um, I think we knew quite quickly, I couldn't say when exactly but we knew quite quickly that we wanted to get married and we wanted to um kind of have a, a christian relationship and we wanted to um move in together once we were married and um start a family once we were married and that sort of thing so we um so yeah we knew quite quickly i think but i guess it was a case of just waiting for mark to ask the question um another part of it was almost kind of i certainly felt kind of a to help our parents adjust and get to know each other um, and our friends to like my friends to meet Mark, Mark's friends to meet me and get to know each other as well. So there was a there was a time of that as well. I think we could have got engaged a lot quicker if we'd wanted, but we wanted to um, kind of make sure that those relationships with each other's families and friends were there as well first. But yeah, 11 months from met and started a relationship to engaged and then it was another I think it must be about 15 months after we got married just because of how the dates kind of worked out for for the venue and things but I know I mean we know relationships that have gone from day one to married in six weeks and they're still married like 30 whatever years later um so I think it's a personal thing but I've also got friends who have been together for 10 years and they're not engaged yet and they that's, need to be. They need to be. Uh, but that's like, no, we're kidding. <laughs> uh, every relationship, every single relationship is different. Mm. And that's the beauty of it, I think. That's the beauty of relationships, that every single relationship is different because every single person is different. Mm. Um, and what happened for us is unique to us. And it's a story that um, is a story of our lives. And you've all got stories of your life. So listening to this podcast, you've all got your own individual story um, waiting to be written. Um, so, yeah, just going back to that previous question, work on yourselves and also find your worth and this links in with another question um which is um how to help some how can you help someone find their worth and i think the truth is you can't help you can't make someone find their worth they have to discover it themselves um you can encourage them and you can um do your best to compliment them and to speak life into them and um obviously we're both christians so there is going to be a biblical kind of take on this and um there's scriptures that say that there's power of life and death in the tongue um therefore the words that we say have power so i could easily say to someone you're ugly you're not, you're worthless you're not a good person you're horrible i could easily say that to someone and it would bring them down and down and down and down however i could also remind someone that they're beautiful that they are worth more than gold that they are loved they are cared for they are um, amazing do you see what i'm saying you can build people up just as easy as you can bring them down so if you're trying to help someone find their worth um i would talk that stuff stuff to them tell them that they they're worth it even if they don't believe you and even if they kind of 
deny it and reject it, then just keep saying it anyway, because trust me, those words are going in. And even um, find something practical to do. I mean, I think it was two years ago, I made a jar for Rachel for Valentine's Day. And it's this little jar, it took me forever to make. It's this little jar with this little label on that says 101 reasons that I love you. And I wrote down on individual paper, uh, individual bits of paper, a reason that I love Rachel or something that I loved about her. And I rolled it up, literally it's like a centimeter, two centimeters long, rolled it up and then tied this little piece of string around it and put it in and there was 101 in there and that was about two years ago and she's probably about halfway through i know um so if ever rachel's having a bad day i just say oh why don't you open up a reason and she looks at it and it kind of it builds them up so when it comes to helping people find their worth and the best thing you can do is speak their worth and tell them how worth worthy they are worthful worth the worth thing worthful (laughs) Um, how much they are worth and um yeah really try i hope that helped I hope that answers your question a little, a little bit there. Can I add to that? Yeah. I think um, also just from my background with working with people with mental health issues is what what I've noticed is much more powerful when we're talking about the power of words. It's not necessarily what other people say to you, but what you say to yourself about yourself. Um, so I think something I'm quite passionate about is kind of catching people when they say, oh, I'm ugly or I'm stupid or whatever is kind of catching them on those things and be you know and, and kind of helping someone to find a bit of perspective on that you know what what makes you say that we're all unique in the way that we look we're all um intelligent in our own way so you know if I hear someone say you know I'm just I'm not not academic I'm not intelligent you know I'd want to challenge that and help them find perspective well there are things that you're actually ridiculously clever at I'm talking about Mark as an example here and there are things that you are really talented at and really clever with um but it's just not the same way as somebody else because that you know comparison is a terrible trap to fall into so I think um as well as kind of speaking truth to someone that they are worthy and that they have value is to help them find their own perspective on that, help them find their own truth and value so that it's coming from them. I think it's so much more powerful um, because because we believe ourselves. We believe what we think about ourselves because why, why wouldn't we? How do you fight temptations of the flesh in your time of singleness? Now that is a big question. Um, and basically I want to try and explain um, what Sharon means by that um, because I'm aware that this podcast is probably there's quite an even split between Christians that listen to it and non-Christians which is cool Um, but for that reason I want to try and explain um, whenever it comes to a Christian topic I want to explain into it what Sharon means there is basically um, obviously um, I think most people around the world know the, the whole no sex before marriage if you're a Christian, uh, which is true and it's, and it's something, it's a, a really strong value that should be kept to um, and that is something that is, is vital, is vital and there, there are many reasons for that and if we if you want me to go into that and if you want me and Rachel to go into that then you're going to have to be specific about that question um, because I'm not falling into that, that roundabout quite yet, uh, but what Sharon is asking is um about temptations of the flesh so what you've got (laughs) this is quite i feel like i've already dug myself a hole so temptations of the flesh basically it's no it doesn't take a brain scientist to realize that two people have an attraction and when rachel and i were dating when we were um both um in a relationship we were tempted 
because we're, we're attracted to each other. Um, and it was hard enough when we were in a relationship. But then obviously when people are single and there's that temptation, um, you just need to realize that that God has given you purity and he's, he's made you pure. Um, and it's a gift. Purity is a gift that needs to be kept and protected. And um, we will go into this in more detail. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on purity because it's just too much to do as a quick question. But protecting it when you're single. Um, one thing that someone once told me, and I wish I was told it sooner, is that we are all brothers and sisters until the day we get married to someone. So when you think about it, if you're starting to get close to someone and temptation is rising and you're starting to get a bit kind of woo, if you know what I'm saying um, then you need to just think this person is my brother or this person is my sister um, and hopefully that is enough to make you want to run away um, so yeah um, fighting it is just something you, you have to have the willpower to do and most of all you have to have the want to do you have to want to do it um, and if you want to do it enough then you will protect it and you will you will fight it and you will be strong um, and if you are a Christian um, then getting stuck in the word being intimate with God and helping him to keep you strong um, to fight that temptation. Does that make sense? Rachel, add something. <laughs> Do you feel like you're digging yourself? Yeah, I could talk for ages. You know what I can? You know what I'm like? Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, it's, I would agree a lot, a, with a lot of what Mark said. I think um, a big thing is discipline as well. Just just being really disciplined and, you know, the, the enemy makes uh, work for idle hands. Don't, you know, don't, be idle about things you know have discipline have interests do things um i think when like you said it's a it's a gift to hold on to it's something um wonderful to to give to someone when you enter into a marriage with someone so um it's lovely to to save that precious gift for that very very precious person that you're gonna vow to for the rest of your life um and i think you know, when I I spent quite a bit of time in in singleness, and um, I think something that I tried to to focus on was kind of the different aspects of God. And I know this is again kind of speaking a lot to the Christians out there. But when when I looked at God as my best friend, as my counselor, my helper, but also the love of my life, um, I think that helped me to kind of get a bit of perspective um, and and stay disciplined with things. Um, so yeah, I think it was it was a lot around just discipline and you know there's a, a word that kind of gets banded around called hyper grace you know that the thought that we can do whatever we like because ultimately god forgives us and so we can just carry on doing things that god doesn't really like um and it's not something that either of us live by at all we we really feel like once you've got a relationship with that person you wouldn't want to do things that they don't like so for example if um Mark didn't like it if I, I don't know, went around swearing all the time or something, then because I've got relationship with him and I don't want to upset him in that way, I would try not to do that. So it was the same with me and God. I know that God wanted to protect my purity and that I was holy in his eyes um, and that I was righteous in his eyes. So I didn't want to harm my relationship with God by doing anything that would upset him. So, yeah. How do people find true love? Find God. Next. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I think, I mean, we've already touched on it anyway, haven't we? That 
um no one no one is perfect and i think if if you go into a relationship uh seeing the other person as the be all and end all amazing like will never let you down can depend on them keeps all their promises keeps their word i think i mean if you found that person then then great um but we know that you know human beings have flaws you know we get tired we get hungry we um make mistakes we forget stuff um so i think when it comes to finding true love there is only one true true love for me um, and that is god and every time um i notice that every time mark or anyone or any kind of idol has kind of crept above god um then obviously something happens and it breaks down and i always notice that i'm disappointed so you know whether it's a person so you know i've i've kind of been thinking yeah mark's so brilliant da, da, da. oh he promised he would do that and he didn't do that and and now i'm really disappointed and usually disproportionately disappointed you know like you said you were gonna tidy up the house and you haven't and so now i'm like super angry and grumpy with you it's almost disproportionate to how important it is to tidy the house which is not that important in life um so i can always tell when something's kind of crept above that that true love thing um so i think we need to just kind of extend grace for for each other that we're both human and i i can't i i, I don't think i could let myself look to mark for meeting my every single need because he can't and that's so much pressure to put on someone to expect them to do that that's would you want that pressure like of course i want to be the best wife i can be for mark but i also can't put myself under that pressure of being absolutely everything he needs because when there are moments where i don't know he's desperately sad about something i'm probably going to say the wrong thing or i'm not going to know what to say and you know all i can do is just hug him and that's you know that's nice but it's it's not everything he needs and i can't be everything for him and he can't be everything for me and our children can't be everything for us and our parents can't be everything for us um so i think true love god love with all of its fun and wonderful elements comes with mess and um humanness and and that's okay so having grace for each other what i'm going to finish up on is an analogy and it's one that's really good for working out whether someone is right for you and um this works and i'm going to share this from a christian perspective um because it's what relates most to me and that is to keep your eyes fixed on your goal so if your goal is god keep your eyes fixed on god but or if your goal is um, to be successful in any um circle of influence then aim for that but as a christian keeping my eyes fixed on god and running at him as fast as i can and if the person i'm talking to if a girl comes along and i start talking to her don't get distracted don't look to the side but keep running and eventually if she keeps up with me chances are she's the right person um, but if she lags behind then chances are she's not or if she runs ahead then it just means that I need to up my game. So with that, when Rachel came along, um, I kept my eyes fixed on Jesus and ran at him as fast as I could. And Rachel was running alongside me. And that's how I knew that Rachel would be the one um, that God had set aside for me because he wouldn't bring someone along um, that was, wasn't was gonna be 
challenging me in my faith and the scripture says that do not be don't be yoked together with an unbeliever and um, we can still be unevenly yoked with a believer so what that what that scripture is talking about is the yoke was basically the big piece of wood that went between two bison as they plowed the field it was the big piece of wood that kind of went across their shoulders and it was to keep them in step with each other it was to keep them in line and to share the load basically to share the strain of plowing and if they were evenly yoked then they would be equally as strong as each other and they would be able to plow evenly and um, as effectively as possible but if you had a big beefy strong bison and he was there with a little diddly one he would end up dragging the the the, the diddly one along and would end up um, making it more hard work than it needed to be um, they're both bison they're just unevenly yoked and the same can work for christians because if you've got a christian that's attending church every and church events and uh, reading their bible every day worshiping god praying um, if you've got someone who's doing that but the person who's with them isn't then they're unevenly yoked and it won't work so make sure that um, you keep your eyes fixed on jesus and you run at him as fast as you can and if that person comes alongside you is running at the same pace then go for it thank you so much for listening to this week's episode um, episode seven looking at the single part of the relationship series and make sure you join us next week where we're going to be looking at in a relationship um, and yeah like I said, if you have any questions, then please uh, message them to me on Facebook or Instagram or email at itiswellpodcast at hotmail.com. I would love to answer any questions that we have. Um, so, yeah, thank you for listening. Have a great day. Have a great week. And God bless. Bye-bye. Bye.